Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. Uh, today is December 19th. This is 12.59 a.m. Uh, I'm about to uh, pack, and then I gotta wake up tomorrow and drive over to Northern California, which is about a six-hour drive. Uh, I thought I would drive to my parents' house and then record at night, but just knowing me and how sleepy... I usually am on the first night there. Uh, I just thought, hey, why not? Why don't I just uh, do a quick recording uh, before I pack up my computer? And so uh, today, today's episode will also be a short one. Uh, I'll go a little bit into how my wisdom teeth uh, tooth situation went. Because <laughs> wow, I, I was not expecting <laughs> how to how it turned out. But uh, yeah, let's just just jump in. Okay. And you also have to kind of forgive me because I have to keep my voice down because it is like 1 o'clock uh, in the morning. I don't want to like wake up my uh, roommates. So uh, thank goodness I did not um, uh, decide to record the podcast episode after the wisdom tooth extraction. Because that, it, you know, before the wisdom tooth extraction, that seemed kind of funny in my head where, you know, I can't talk like this. And, uh, I have gods in my mouth. I thought that would have been kind of funny, but oh my goodness, like, thank goodness, like, there's no way I could have recorded, like, that was not gonna happen, so, there's me being overzealous, uh, once again, <laughs> but glad that I recorded before I went, uh, my dad, uh, extracted one of my bosom teeth, and my girlfriend extracted the other one. Um, it's just kind of funny seeing just, uh, you know, <laughs> your partner along with your dad ripping your teeth out, but <laughs> it was just crazy. Like, I was just like laughing the entire time and I didn't go under, like usually people go to sleep these days when you get your wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, my dad has this famous line for whenever, uh, you know, I want something semi-luxurious, <laughs> luxurious. He says, uh, uh, Junie, I don't love you that much. <laughs> so, yeah, putting someone under is actually, like, really expensive for those that have already uh, take, gotten their wisdom teeth taken out. Um, so, you know, just for reference, it's just a lot cheaper to get local anesthesia, which is, like, um, you know, just you getting, like, a shot in your mouth and getting, uh, getting numb there. So... That all went pretty well. I still feel that my jaw is a little swollen. It's a bit tender to touch, and it gets kind of annoying to talk for a long period of time. Um, you know, I feel most of that at like work when I'm in like leading meetings or stand-ups or whatever. Um, so nothing, nothing too crazy. Though the first few days, my jaw was huge. My my cheek was huge. Like it swelled up so big and it was very tender and it hurt so much. But now it's definitely a lot easier. Um, and uh, yeah, just taking a lot of ibuprofen and um, thankful for Chobani yogurt. This is not sponsored by Chobani yogurt, but it's been a while since I've had it, but uh, it's, it's definitely come clutch in the last uh, week. Okay, uh, for earnings this week, um, or I guess just any stock related news this week, we have. Uh, Friday off for the stock market, which is observance of Christmas Day. Christmas this year falls on a Saturday. So it's not that we have Christmas 
eve off per se for the stock market it's that we observe christmas day um that falls on a saturday on friday um so that's a little bit of trivia for you um what is going on there was also uh, a huge fomc meeting uh this last week where you know they announced that hey we're gonna actually raise interest rates next year in 2022 and when the announcement happened, the market shot up uh, a percent or two. Uh, but then the day after, it's cooled off. And so now we're kind of, kind of going into um, this next week in a limbo. Like We don't quite know if uh, the market will continue going down um, because people are scared that the interest rates being going up uh, will slow growth for companies and people are looking to exit for profits because we've gone really uh, high up this year like there a lot of stocks are at all-time highs um, though there has been some cooling off but some people still have yet to take profits or uh, you know does the market take in you know this holiday cheer this holiday news uh, maybe the Santa rally or the you know the Christmas rally starts to happen and people are optimistic about the future where they view interest rates going up as a means of like us returning back to um, normal, normal-paced growth because everything in the stock market again has been really—I um, wouldn't say overextended because that's also very um, uh, perceptual. It depends on how you look at it, but uh, just seeing that the Fed is willing to step in and say raise rates could be bullish for some people. Now, some of you listening. Uh, that are new to this type of news might just sound you might just uh, um, you know take this as like oh junior has no idea what he's talking about you know he says that up can mean this or up can mean this that is the stock market in a nutshell is that like there's all these um, factors happening at one time maybe there's interest rates there's inflation there's employment numbers there's um, price of goods there's all of these different factors, like CEOs buying stocks, CEOs selling stocks, CFOs, like all these, all these factors are happening, and all it takes is one really good, well-written headline for you to believe that it was this one reason that caused the market to drop. It's a whole plethora of reasons, and no one will ever know. It's just up to you to decide how much it'll. It's going to like. Um, influence any of your decisions so you can think that like any of these cases will make the market go up but what are you going to do about it are you going to buy those risky out the money calls or maybe you're going to buy some stock now because you think that this is going to be the start of a christmas rally or do you think you're going to sell some stock because you think the market is wrong and you don't think that um, we're warranted to go higher from here because there's going to be interest rates maybe you view interest rates going up as a negative thing and your friend thinks interest rates going up is a positive thing and so it's really really up to you on what you do with all of these sources of news and i think i've had a few um podcast episodes talking about like news is really not your friend when you're first starting to trade because a lot of people like to gravitate towards blaming external factors for their trading decisions the only thing that you should worry about when making a trading decision is basically losing it and that you're the one that clicked the buy button or if you're selling options you're the one that clicked the sell button trading 
is a beautiful hobby in that like you are the one that causes everything to happen to yourself there's no one telling you to do anything but it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely one of the hardest uh like hobbies to really master and <laughs> i'm not even close to mastering it but the, it, it's just crazy like i've been i've been doing this for so long and i mean like this podcast for like um almost like three years i've done baiting style strategies exclusively for three years i've had many types of people write in i've had many types of people um send me like dms uh emails uh say nasty things on twitter but like like all these people right come and go what i find beautiful is that like as long as i just keep doing my thing and i just keep imagining one day I'm going to live in a nice house. I'm still going to be here on the podcast. I'm still going to be here trading and acting goofy cuz trading is not all that hard. It's it's really it's really actually easy. That's why your partner in crime is doing so well in the stock market this year because he or she is just they they just bought stock and left it alone. Why why do you got to go and t- try to time things or try to hedge things like your partner is doing just fine. Why are you down? Right. So that's also just like one of the other points that I love bringing up. But um, that's about it. Let's just jump into um, earnings um, for this week, this coming Monday, um, the week of the 20th, which is also uh, my mom's birthday. So, you know, cheers to Mama, Mama, Junie Mama's birthday. Uh, I think I'm actually going to get her, uh, give her like a shopping spree. Um, she has these like really bad anxiety attacks that, you know, when I get anxious, I like bite my nails. When she gets anxious, she kind of like, kind of like scratches at her skin. And so sometimes, you know, that causes like rashes and other blemishes. So she's made an effort this year, which is like really nuts because she's never really asked me for anything. It's always just me picking things out for her all the time. But she wants this like Chanel like lotion skincare thing that she wants. And then so I was thinking about getting her that. And it's probably going to go to like a Macy's or something. Um, But then she's also really gotten into face masks. So for those that write in emails or whatever, like if you... If you have any recommendations for anything skincare related, I am now I am now interested in that type of in, in that type of stuff. <laughs> so maybe I take start taking a look into Ulta and uh, getting my mom a Ulta subscription because we've been buying her a lot of face masks. But let me I digress I digress. So uh, on Monday, uh, pretty big earnings uh, on Monday. We have Nike after the bell and we also have Micron. Or, you know, shout out to the Moon 90s uh, for the Wall Street betters. Uh, before open on Tuesday, you have Rite Aid. Uh, and after close on Tuesday, you have BlackBerry. I know there are tons of Wall Street bets people still in BlackBerry. So I am absolutely going to be watching BlackBerry. Because I I really do hope that they're able to get out with with at least break even. I hope. I wish. I never wish that people lose money. Cause that that that's that's bad, right? Like you don't want to put be the be the bad mojo. You don't want to be the negative person at the craps table. You want to make sure that like you know 
cheer people on. If you don't want to cheer, then just go somewhere else. So BlackBerry, I'm hoping that goes up just so that, you know, newer investors that got sucked into that could may possibly get out. Um, oh, before open on Wednesday, uh, we have CarMax. Uh, and that's about it. Thursday, I don't see anything on earnings whispers. And Friday, I also don't see anything on earnings whispers. And that's because Friday, uh, we have off, <laughs> as, I, as I said before. Oops. So uh, really light earnings week. Uh, if you've done like pretty good this year, this is just one of those subtle reminders just to say like, hey, Let's finish this year strong. Don't do anything that you typically wouldn't do. We're already volatile enough with all this interest rate news. We just have to kind of wait for the news to settle. Uh, what I'll be personally doing is making sure that, you know, I don't just buy the dip too fast. You know, some of you might ask, how do you know when you're buying the dip too fast? It's like, um, you want to let people with more money than you catch the knife first it's much safer to trade the uptrend uh than it is to say buy the dip buying the dip and you've seen that meme a, a billion times is like is it a dip or is it a seven layer dip um and to that some of my counter argue and say well junie how do you know that there's not seven uptrends in the seven layer dip trading an uptrend has more information than you catching a bottom because as an uptrend is forming you just have more data points to look at you just you don't have just one some of you might also say right now like okay see judy you do believe in technical analysis why do you gotta look at the bottom of a candle or you got why you gotta need more candles that's technical analysis everybody uses technical analysis to some degree I, may, I primarily make fun of the ones that just exclusively look at technical analysis and draw those fancy ookla-bookla lines. But um, having more information is always good. Like, uh, shout out to all my Magic the Gathering players. If you know what your opponent's uh, holding in their hand, it's pretty good. If you know what cards are coming up in your deck, that's pretty good. The more information you have the better decisions you can make with the cards that you do have. Maybe, you know, figuratively, you are, are you're on your last card right now. I would say, hey, save that card, start 2022 fresh with that card, uh, and then commit to just being a better trader than you were this year. Some of you might say, wow, Junie, why are you assuming that I'm red right now? We've had such a stellar year. I can't believe that anybody would be red right now. But that's the thing. A lot of people are in the red. It's it's actually crazy how many people don't make money in the stock market but yet participate in it. It's time. It's finally time in 2022 that if you spend a large majority of your time in this hobby, you should really just aim to make some sort of money because what I cannot, <laughs> I I cannot imagine a world where I spend this much time on some hobby and I get negative returns on on the hobby. Like <laughs> it's like it's like if I took up essay writing and I somehow became worse at writing. It, that's that's how I view people that spend so much time in the stock market but lose money. It's like you 
have all the power in the world to just buy stock and leave it alone and chances are you're going to make money but you do all of these other infinite like scaling solutions that, that like end up turning red so reflect on this year I, this isn't the reflection podcast that i wanted to do um because i think i'll actually do that one at home um what, what let me see what would that look like yeah i would record on probably christmas day or you know the day after christmas uh, and then i'll kind of just reflect on how my trades went this year what i could have done better um what i liked what i didn't like um and then like probably like plans for theta gang uh for 2022 um but yeah let's just uh kind of move on to the next section here i want to give a quick shout out to uh jru so uh he writes uh in his email hey juni you might know me as jru on datagang.com i wanted to say what a great job you've done with the site and i totally appreciate the effort that goes into it i was happy to hear that my massive number of logged trades helped you create a better site I've been trading for years, but didn't take it seriously until the pandemic when I didn't have uh, anything else to do and found your website posting a comment on Reddit. I absolutely, whoa, that's 1 a.m. reading for me. I absolutely love the idea of a trading social network. If you ever want to chat about the site or want feedback, let me know. I also work in software, uh, in data and product analytics, and I love to see you iterate on the site. Uh, Jeru also left some feedback. He said that he's wanted um, futures notation uh, and profit loss by ticker. He says, profit loss by ticker. I like the trade summary at the bottom, but you cannot tell the overall profit loss unless you manually add everything up. I like to see what my lifetime profit loss for each ticker is when viewing the trade summary. So the two uh, feedback here is profit loss by ticker that was there before like believe it or not in some version of the website profit loss by ticker was actually there before so that should not be hard at all and i could definitely um add that to the list that's no problem the futures notation futures notation is a little bit more tricky because if um it's not a matter of if it's when i want to get it in it's just you have to make sure you do it correctly because futures notation is not an easy thing to look up in um, other people's APIs because anything um, that you know is futures related usually has like a symbol in it, like an exclamation mark or a slash, uh, and that gives uh, a lot of trouble to. Uh, I'm not gonna say everyone's business logic, but it definitely gives trouble to mine. So it, it'll take a while. Uh, and I, I, I understand a lot of people actually do trade futures um, on ThetaGain.com, which is cool to see, and I want to support that. So just know, just understand it's on my radar. It's not like the immediate thing that I'm going to be doing, but I do understand that you know if, um, if I were to make uh, one specific general part of trading to be better, it'd be the, the futures uh, section. Uh, but thank you, Jeru, for again just being like one of the key members on the site. That yeah, you did have us. You had so many trades that actually navigating to your page um, uh, made my tab uh, <laughs> unresponsive on my um, old MacBook. So that's a tall tale sign of you know 
I needed to step it up. I needed to actually like implement the virtualization that I wanted to. And what you look at me, I'm talking about you know, virtualization from that 121 a.m. <laughs> and so it is getting kind of late. Um, but I thought I would share like a question that was um, given to me in the Discord, and I I promise I'd make it the next episode topic. Um, and I yeah I guess it I guess it makes a lot of sense just to talk about it here. Um, Mister Integrity in Discord asked uh, if I had any cliff notes um, or thoughts on dating strats during a bear market. He says that, not saying that we're in one, but I've only traded the last year when stocks only went up. Want to start thinking about what to do if I need to pivot. And I wrote back, I said, um, the too long didn't read is to trade less, and if you need to, be patient and wait for the uptrend. I'll make an episode about this. I've been getting a few emails about it too. Uh, Trading last year was incredibly easy. And I could imagine trading last year being even easier if you didn't go through the dip. I went through the dip. I went through the dip, through the crash, through all those circuit breakers, everything. I actually, like a, quite a few handful of people um, that are in Discord also went through, uh, through it with me as well. And um, I learned a whole bunch of things of what not to do. Uh, during that moment, just seeing people next to me getting blown up, people getting blown up from like other trading strategies. It's really, really easy to think like, oh man, yeah, now this rally or now this uh, crash is over. But then you start figuring out about dead cap bounces, right? Like uh, these random market rallies of a few percent. Um, uh, but we're still in like a continued uh, downtrend. Look it up if you have if you want something to like look up. Maybe when you get out of your car, maybe when you're done with the commute, you can look up what a dead cat bounces. Um, and uh, it's basically again, yeah, it's random upwards movements of um, you know the basically you think the you get baited into thinking that the market is rebounding, um, and the analogy for or the metaphor for a dead cat bouncing is even dead cats bounce like if if they fall hard enough right so um don't get baited into thinking that like the um the crash is over because of just one really good day a lot of people will take that day to say like oh this is the this is the moment i've been waiting for this is the bottom and this is the time where i put all my money in and so you put the rest of your money in um, but then you start realizing like, oh, wait, uh, we're going down. And then it breaks through the support. And then now you're stuck with a pretty bad cost basis. And now you're all in. Um, you can say that, oh, you know, Juni, uh, I calculated this. I can go all in even on a dead cat bounce. And I have a stop loss to, to protect me. But then that also entails you taking a loss in general, right? Like, And that's okay. A lot of you know a lot of what i say can make it sound like uh is do or die like you can definitely 
go in on a dead cap bounce and then have the stock market continue to like plummet or continue to go down. But if you hold on for the rest of your life, like obviously it's not a loss until you sell and the market generally goes up like that meme, right? Stonks only go up. But the the realness of it though is not there. A lot of people don't have stock for like their entire life. It's very, very hard to do that when you know the market fluctuates you maybe you're really passionate and you look at it every day you always kind of want to adjust your portfolio like it takes a lot of restraint to not um you know um change your thesis on a very long position um and so i don't want you to think that you need to like wait for armageddon to happen to buy the dip either so what you can be doing right now is say uh an exercise that I like to do is, okay, you have maybe 10K worth of capital ready to go. You're, you've um, sold off some of your positions for a profit. You're chilling. You have 10K ready to go. Maybe you want to buy, uh, say, like Apple stock for like 100 bucks, and it's currently trading at like 100 bucks. So let's just use that example for right now. Um, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to buy Apple when it reaches down to $80, waiting for like a 20% correction, what you can tell yourself is like, hey, I want to spend this 10K and I want to put it against like a horizon of maybe like, uh, let's just like say two and a half months. So then like every week you put in X amount of dollars into Apple shares and therefore um, because you're you know basically dollar cost averaging into Apple um, for these next like two and a half months you're not stuck there waiting for Armageddon to happen um, for that 20% drop um, but in the event that we do go down on a downtrend you're consistently buying in and if you were to buy on a day where there's dead cat bounce that's fine because you're going to be dollar cost averaging on if in the event that we continue to go down. It's very, very easy to think that like you have to use all your money in one go. And, and it really depends too because I can tell that some people listening right now, they're thinking, wow, I would never do go all in. I would never do this. I would never do that. But the, my demographic for the people that listen to this podcast is very wide. I have people that have only like $1,000 in their account. So going all in in their perspective is not like all that much to us for those that are like have uh, like a W-2 job and we've been working for like a few years. Um, but And then we have the other side that say like, oh, yeah, uh, I'll never go all in. But then you might be a beginner and you might tilt one day that eventually enables you to go all in because you keep um maybe you start buying the dip with margin and you get into this little rut that way because you know as you've all listened like people write in and say like oh junior i never thought i would write in i never thought i'd become one um someone that got got but here's my story and we talk about those stories and we come up with solutions and we you know feel good after but this is just me just kind of justifying that, hey, a lot of different uh, skill levels listen to this podcast. 
And so if just like one part of me saying like, hey, don't go all in when you buy the dip, that type of that type of like um, uh, like say advice is like relatable to all skill levels because it, it just varies. You have the one thousand dollar portfolio that uh, going all in is all in, but in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of life, a thousand bucks is not all that much. You then go to the expert level and say. You know, maybe that person never goes all in, but maybe they try a new strategy for the first time, or maybe they try shorting for a little bit, or they try, um, you know, do, doing some like delta neutral strategy, but it goes horribly wrong. You, <laughs> there's just many different ways um, that it that it could happen, and that's just one of the things that you want to avoid. If you don't know what's happening in your trade, and if you're not comfortable at all times in your trade, uh, it's a very very good sign that you should not put on that trade so there is another happy medium to dollar cost averaging within a uh, time period so we just talked about um, basically spending 10 grand within two and a half months putting some money in per week um, the other side of it which is also again another happy medium is just to trade less I find that trading less has helped me um, not make as many mistakes um, when it comes to trying to time the top and bottom of the market so that means like you know when we're having a volatile time we don't know uh, where the day is going to go we don't know if we're going to gap down or if we're going to gap up futures are up and then we end up gapping down futures are down and then we end up gapping up if you find that the market is feeling very unpredictable, you don't have to trade. The 10K that is sitting in your account cash, ready to go, yes, it's losing to inflation. I totally understand that argument. I've made uh, episodes for that argument before where I do uh, understand that cash is a position. Cash is also a losing position. But a cash as a losing position is also less of a loss than if you actually, um, you know, just straight up lost. Like say for example, um, 10k cash sitting idle, losing to inflation, is better than putting you know 5k into a FD that expires this week because you think the market's gonna go down tomorrow, right? If that bet doesn't work, then sitting on 10k cash is suddenly better. A lot of this, though, is super obvious. Some of you might say, like, Junie, I don't need someone to tell me that losing 5K on an FD is worse than sitting on 10K cash. I wish I still had 10K cash. I wish I had that five-digit figure. I think that um, what you say is really obvious. Some people don't have that, uh, that like, self-restraint and that, like, once you get, like, a good bit of money, you kind of want to start, like, flinging it around uh that is a very normal wall street bets pattern and i'm not making fun of those that do that because i used to do that right like remember back in early uh, wall street bets is like oh reload every paycheck like that was me at one point and i just got i got sick of it i didn't i didn't like the fact that like oh i'm working hard for all this money i'm like throwing it away on something that 
felt like um, it felt better than like say like a lottery ticket or like the casino because it felt like you just had like a little bit more control. But like after really, really just like taking a step back and looking at it, you really don't because there's so many news articles, you no, know, so many news sources, um, and so like just making sure that you um, really understand um, that if you want to trade, that is cool. But you shouldn't force things like just because, um, you know, we've had such a stellar year. We've gone so up and like basically any bullish trade you put on, you basically won. And so a lot of us are used to uh, high trade volume and high winning volume. And now that's kind of like suddenly evaporated. So some of you might think like, okay, what's the next trade I got to put on? What's the next thing I got to do? Sometimes doing nothing is better um, than doing something. And especially at the end of the year when, you know, emotions run hot. Maybe, you know, you, you're not too excited to see family or you maybe you are excited to see family. Like you have all these different types of emotions going around. Oh, you're, you're stressed because you got to get all these gifts. You're stressed because of this and that, this and that. Taking pause might be one of the best moves you can do, especially if you're up. I am proudly still very up for the year. I have I'm up like 49k I think um, in my Tastyworks portfolio for the year. So this will be my uh, second year in a row of getting 50k uh, from the stock market, which is super awesome, and I'm very grateful. And I'm keeping it that way. There were definitely times this um, th this month. Um, yeah, it was very recent. This month, where if I didn't mitigate risk, uh, it'd be a different story. I'd probably be only up maybe like, I don't know, 37, 38, 39K, and that I would have lost 10K or something if I didn't mitigate risk. But I felt like I wasn't comfortable, and so I started taking my profits off the table, and that paid off really well. And I got really lucky, but a lot of what you do is um, it's what you do with the luck. Some of your luck could be of what you don't do. Of you know, make sure that if you're, um, you know, imagine you have 10k left and you have a portfolio that's like very SaaS heavy or very software heavy. A part of you might say, okay, I want to use some of this 10k to buy puts, so to hedge my portfolio. Well, did you buy puts any time during this last whole year? Do you, are you familiar with buying puts? Do you know where you win? Do you know where you lose? Do you know how to manage a hedge? Why are you putting on a put right now? Right? Like, yes, I understand that it's scary, but you've never done it before and you've had a stellar year. Why go and ruin it? Why not explore some other options where you mitigate risk by maybe selling stock or closing off, closing off some of your contracts? Why don't you do that instead? Right? Because the core forefront of that uh, argument of you buying puts because it's kind of scary or you think it's going to go down is very emotion driven right that's that's emotion right there that's not actually not trained like a robot especially if you've never done it before if you have done it before then it's just part of your system and i and that's totally fine but what i'm saying is if you have like cash left over and you're suddenly itching to buy puts then you know that's pretty emotional if you think about it so just catch yourself making those types of decisions when things get very volatile. Right now, selling options is also um, very enticing because volatility 
is up. So selling options is just a little bit more bang for your buck right now. But you always, 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 no matter what, Junie's number one or number two rule, I don't know where it stands, but always account for max loss. Always assume you're going to get assigned. It doesn't matter what strike you write it at. It doesn't matter what you write it at. It's going to get assigned when you least expect it. That's what happened to me during the COVID crash. I got assigned $80,000 worth of stock when I only basically had $80,000 and I had to hold it, sell cover calls, um, write some uh, spreads. I basically just stuck it out and I ended up being okay. I'm not gonna say that like, okay, just because I did it last time, I'm just gonna do that again, I'll be fine this time. I, un I fully understand it can be different this time. I'm just trying to relate to those that are talk or that are listening right now that think, oh, Junior got lucky one time, uh, he thinks he's the best. I'm always just trying to relay like what I've learned in the past. And so um, going through like the worst crash I've ever gone through, um, I understand I'm, I haven't been in the market as long as like the older folk. But the COVID crash was pretty big, and that was me going all in and sticking to my guns and sticking with my system and talking about it the entire way, uh, all the way up until today's episode, right? Like, I think the COVID crash probably happened, like, I don't know, probably like 40, 50 episodes ago. Um, and it's it's been a journey. I have gone through the lowest of lows in terms of crashes, and I've also gone through the highest of highs through one of the biggest rallies we've ever had in the stock market. And so I'm just, I'm learning. And uh, these are just my thoughts of what I would do uh, right now. I am very cautious right now. I wouldn't, e I wouldn't even say I'm optimistically bullish because I do welcome a downtrend to form. Like I'm, I'm cool with that because just because we've been going up so much uh, this last year. Um, but the top two things I would say right now is just to trade less. Um, and if you do want to trade, wait for the uptrend. Um, we are almost done for the year. It's been a pleasure to uh, be able to be a lot of people's form of entertainment for their commute. Uh, it was really cool seeing everyone, you know, shout me out on the Spotify wrapped. I still get some of those in my emails and DMs right now. And just like, I really, really appreciate um, you all making some sort of time to listen to me because it is, it's an unreal feeling. It, you know, when, when you really just like, when I, <laughs> I'm not saying you, but when I sit here sometimes, like, especially like after I record, after I click the stop button, like there's a there's sometimes I'm not gonna say I think this every time, but I'll probably think it this time, that's for sure. Sometimes I click on the stop button and then I just think like there's random people in this world that like care about what I say. And there's random people in this world that I've never met that care about my mom. And the fact that this type of like communication that is possible is mind bottling. <laughs> Um, that's from a movie. I don't know. I don't remember what movie it is, but it's from a movie. Um, but yeah, anyway, 
uh, just again, thank you all for um, just being like some of the best, uh, I guess, like audience I could ever ask for. Uh, the emails that you guys and girls write, the DMs, um, the feedback, all of it is super awesome. And I hope everyone has an amazing Christmas and holiday season. Uh, the next time you all hear from me, it will either be Christmas or the day after Christmas. I hope everyone has, again, an amazing Christmas or happy holidays. And I'll see everybody next time. Bye-bye. Uh, I was not going to do the outro uh but because i skipped it last time i want to just do it this time for sure um because everyone likes hearing the patrons names i know i like saying them so that's shout out to pocket change king polo d mike d slow motion jay-z i'm a lot past your bedtime empty cans mods norco royal mitch ray seven upstream puddle craig thomas g j wilson beans j kim statistic random tomahawks mr integrity drevy deleted joffrey 86 island bell wheaton d jamaica 86 nov vlad tc maltman 1856 trifonis i'm hating a little mr sneezy mental dumb fancy wolf my sr xd neat the river young student ashy satoshi jason mohan one bad trader chicken dinner ivan yurkinov dissentia arf man Floor Skeletor, Lazy Reserve, the Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Kaput, Rusty or Shifty, AG, Theta Ray, U, Alex V, and Ensis88. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, I want to, yeah, I should probably do my outro. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't live stream last week because my wisdom teeth were, it, my, my jaw was just huge. It would have been so embarrassing <laughs> and it hurts so much to talk. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang where I stream uh, every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time at Real Theta Gang, twitch.tv slash Real Theta Gang. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at junie at thetagang.com. Uh, Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge, 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 huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Wow. I'm going to skip the 1% section. Uh, for this week, I will again uh, leave it all out on the reflection podcast that I have coming up. I think the reflection podcast will be the next one on the 25th or the 26th. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this in the morning, good morning. If you're listening to this at night, sweet dreams, have a good night. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, I'm not sure who listens to podcasts in the afternoon, but. Good afternoon. <laughs> Bye-bye.